This is Jonathan Gillum. Back in for my good buddy Sean Hannity on the Sean Hannity Radio Show. Yeah, I'm fighting a little bit of a cold, but that always seems to happen when I come and do this show. You know why? I'll tell you why. This is a perfect segue into uh, what I want to talk about today. You know, God doesn't necessarily want everything to be easy for you in life, right? (laughs) That's the way it's meant to be. It's not meant to be all happy and everybody gets what they want and uh, I want to be famous, so you just be famous. What is famous? What is that anyway? You know, this world, and especially in this country, you are given an equal opportunity to be your best. That's what you're given. You're not given, and it wasn't set up to be this way. You're not supposed to have everything given to you. What happens inevitably with all animals anywhere in the world, you look at a, a tiger, for instance, a tiger. I posted a video the other day of a tiger Uh, These guys were driving on a motorcycle through Bangladesh. All of a sudden, this tiger comes running out of the woods or the jungle or whatever it is over there and almost got these guys because he's hungry and his instinct says, kill. If a piece of food drives by on a motorcycle, he's going to go after it. But when I've also seen in the past couple of days, there's been a picture going around on social media that has a tiger that is fat as can be because when you put a tiger in a cage and feed them everything that they want, they're going to give up on trying to do anything else. They're just going to eat, 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 and whenever, whatever they're given, they're going to take it, and that's going to be the extent of how far they, they go in life. And it's the same exact thing. When I was, for, for human beings, when I was listening to the DNC and I saw how uh, they were – putting all of their propaganda, their subversive type messages out there. What I saw across the board both days, and trust me, folks, it was a grind uh, watching these things for two days. The first night was like a um, basically like a Saturday Night Live skit. The second night was more polished but full of blatant lies. I mean, there were lies in the first night as well, but the lies were so blatant that we saw on the next night that it was hard to they were hard to miss. But overall, the message was, let's give you everything you need to live. Let's give you everything that you think you need to have a successful life. Let's give you everything we can that everybody else has that may have worked for it or fallen on to good fortune. You deserve it too. And I'm not real clear on where they're getting this message. I've searched and searched and searched to try to find out where this comes from. Does it come from love? Does it come from uh, their desire to uh, to just bring everybody up and be all one happy family? No, it does not come from that. If you look at Marx, if you look at Lenin, and you really look at Stalin, if you look at Saul Alinsky, and I remember on this show, I don't know, four or five years ago, talking about this same exact thing, but people at that point in time were very nervous or they just didn't think that the word communism associated with globalism or socialism. They didn't really think that those things, even though Barack Obama was in office, they didn't think that those things were going to come to fruition. I remember giving a speech uh, several years ago at a a Vietnam uh, memorial down in New Jersey, and a lot of people, because I kept talking about communism, I would say that the very people that you all were fighting, I was talking to Vietnam vets, I said the very people that you were fighting, the ideology that you were fighting, not the people, but the ideology, in Vietnam is the exact same ideology that has secreted its way into our government and, unfortunately, into the minds of many Americans. 
today's show, if you stay on and you listen to the show the entire time, we're going to talk about socialized medicine. That was something that was huge uh, during the debates, the Democrat debates. There weren't really debates. They really were more than anything just big billboards for what their platform is in the Democrat Party. Capitalism. What is the reality of capitalism? We're going to talk about that. And indoctrination. Where does this start? How did? It, how is it that young people believe in socialism? How is it that old people now believe in socialism and they're ignoring the communist threat? How is it that it has seeped into our military, into the JAG Corps, to the point where they are disrupting the ability of warfighters to even fight. Now, I think everybody, this is on your minds. You're seeing this day in and day out. But here's the problem. I don't think you all realize why this is important for you. I don't think liberals realize it. I don't think conservatives realize it. And I know if you listen to me, you know that I don't like the terms liberal and conservative. Why do I not like those? Because they tend to pull people away from effective decision-making. The reality is, Liberal and conservative are ideologies. And you may say, yes, well, I listen to this. I am a conservative person. You may have conservative values. You may actually have a, a conservative, live a very conservative life. You may be very liberal in your values. What I find when I go around the country and I talk to different people, liberal and conservative, that, that, that that's the way that they uh, define themselves. What I find is that when we talk about effective solutions, they actually are, are on a very common ground. And that's the problem, is that most people don't realize that they have this common aspect of what is effective and this understanding of if this is broken, we can fix it. They think that they have to subscribe to the liberal side or to the conservative side, and that's just not true. Conservatives, it's important for you to listen to this today, to understand when you talk to people who define themselves as liberal, and they have these crazy off-the-wall ideas. I know every Thursday I'm on with Danielle McLaughlin. We, we debate back and forth. But the reality is, at the end of the day, I have at times been able to tell Danielle a few things and give her insight that of knowledge that I have in the government and things that I've done throughout my career and show her why they won't be effective, regardless of liberal or conservative, just won't be effective. It's not a solution. That's why it's important for you to hear these things. And if you're liberal, it's important for you to see what is actually the wool that's being pulled over your eyes. Now, this is not just a U.S. problem. This is a global problem. I have people ask me that all the time. Is this something that's around the world, or is this just the United States? It's global. I went to Ireland last uh, October, I believe it was, and I was shocked at what had occurred over there. Everything that they want to do here has actually already been done over there in across Europe. Getting rid of the borders, uh, massive immigration, one basically one region, currency, all these different things that they've done and what has happened, it has destroyed, when I went over to Ireland, destroyed the culture of Ireland. I watch and I look at all these different countries that exist around there and their cultures are gone. Germany is, is facing terrible problems with their culture because they bring in all these mass immigrants from Syria that have nothing to do with the way things have been done in Germany for years and years and the, the culture that exists there. They come in, they don't want to assimilate, they just want a place to live. And so that's what they do. They live without assimilating. 
assimilating now has been given a bad rap. They, you talk about people come to the United States, they should speak English or they should learn our, our culture and our ways. They will, people will tell you on the left that you're a racist, you're a bigot. That's not true. But here's the most important thing to know about the United States, about what we're going through here, is that if the U.S. topples to this ideology, the rest of the world is gone. It will trickle into every nation, and in some cases, it won't trickle. It'll be like a a, a tsunami going across and just crushing the traditions, the cultures of these other countries. Now, the players are very important for you to realize because you see them every day. And I've talked about them before on this show and a lot of shows, but I want to remind you. And the more I see of this, the more it is, it is easier for me to go out and identify these people. Politicians, activists that work with the politicians, the media, which is you can't even separate the media from the politicians these days, and the judges. That's one group. The big money donors, the people that you don't see, sometimes you do see them because they are triggered so bad by Trump that they come out and they identify themselves. But they are big money donors. They are the ones that will fund a lot of this leftist movement in this country. Remember, when I say leftist, I'm not talking about you, the Democrat, somebody who identifies with old school Democrat uh, party ways, somebody that believes in you know having social values or however they say it, uh, conservative fiscal values. I'm not talking about you. When I say the left or leftists, what I'm talking about are people that want to usher in the era of communism around the world. Globalism, socialism, whatever you call it, it's all the same. It all equals up to one thing. The powerful become more powerful, and the middle class goes away, and the poor become poor. That's the way it always ends up. You have to understand that there are groups of people in certain places where they can indoctrinate young people and adults alike. The media, as I said, is a huge part of this. Repeat something, repeat a lie, or repeat a twist of the truth, and repeat it often and over and over. And eventually, in people's minds, it becomes truth. And the useful idiots, the people that hear that and then go out and get in arguments or tell their friends, this is the truth, this is the way it is, when they have never done any research themselves. But biggest of all, biggest of all, this is what's hit me in the past five years as I've been talking about this on radio. You, the American people, constantly saying, I don't have time. I work for a living. I can't just go out and protest. I can't just go out and do these things. The reality is, folks, you can, there is time, and you have to start uniting against this. I know this sounds like a campaign speech, but the reality is you have to be willing to first and foremost recognize reality and what's going on, and secondly, you must be willing to get up off your couch when you're not working and go and do something about this. Unions are far left. The teachers' union, which we'll talk about later today, is unbelievable. It's a communist. And they actually tell people who to vote for. They have teachers that say, tell us who to vote for. Not even thinking on your own. But the American people that sit out there and choose to bitch and complain and they don't get up and go do anything, you're the real problem. You are giving away your freedom to the people who are actually doing something to take it away. And that, folks, is why I've crafted this show today to give you some insight into what they're talking about in these debates, what the left is actually spewing, and the reality of all of it so that you can actually get together and start to see where the cracks are in their uh, in their 
this thing that they're doing, this communist thing that is moving across. I don't even actually know what to call it. It's moving so fast. It's it's like a hurricane. It's like a tornado where there's there. I know they had a tornado out in Long Island. Nobody's ever hardly seen a tornado in Long Island. They don't know how to uh, react to that. We've never seen this in this country to this extent. And most people don't know how to react to it. So you, it's very important that you understand what is actually happening. And don't forget, folks, the deep state is real. The deep state is real. The deep state, what you need to realize about that, you have the DNC and the RNC. That is really where a lot of these problems uh, ferment. But the deep state is a group of people that can circumvent either what politicians that aren't in a position or ideologues that aren't in a position of authority, they can take what they believe and circumvent it into the system. Or if they have a direct order from somebody in authority, these deep state people can avoid that and they protect each other. That's why they don't go to jail. The majority of things that have happened in, in the past just five years since I've gotten out of the FBI, the majority of things that have happened I would have gone to jail for when we talk about these executive directors. They never go to jail. This is Jonathan Gillum filling in for my good buddy Sean Hannity on the Sean Hannity Radio Show. Make sure right now you go get my book, Sheep No More, The Art of Awareness and Attack Survival. You can get this on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And get this, today the second workbook comes out. That's right. You have Now you have the Threat Assessment Workbook and the Defense Assessment Workbook. Go get them. Read Sheep No More first. Then apply what you learn in here in these two workbooks, and I can guarantee you not only will you be safer, but your awareness will be so heightened that you'll start to see a lot of these things. Sheep no more, the art of awareness and attack survival. And one last thing, it's very important for you to get your news from multiple outlets. Scour the internet, including jonathantgilliam.com, where we have amazing writers. I... This isn't just something that you're just getting uh, stories coming from other websites. We are actually taking real experts, looking at what their knowledge is, and giving you insight into what's happening. JonathanTGilliam.com. We'll be right back on the Sean Hannity Radio Show, 800-941-7326. Call in. 800-941-7326. I don't know if you can tell, but I just got a burst of energy. I don't know why. I feel a little bit better. I was feeling pretty bad today. I feel great now. I think it's because I get to be around this incredible staff uh, I think it uh, could also be because Blair back in there has a, an orange shirt on that has been blinding me the entire time, and now I, I feel like the sun has been right in front of me literally the entire time. <laughs> I think you just made my whole day. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to go hunting or if you're- uh, I look like a giant construction cone. You I do. Think. You look like- the, That is going to be your new nickname now, construction <laughs> cone. So um, listen, I wanted to bring it- So I told you that I was going to try to inform you throughout the day about- um, the different ways that we are being indoctrinated or that the communist creep is happening within the government. We talked about this healthcare versus insurance and how it's a big manufactured problem. Uh, you heard that from a doctor, not from me. You know, you want to talk about uh, law enforcement or how to go through a door or the failure of leadership in government, I'm your guy. But when it comes to talk about medicine, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I know uh, anything about the way this stuff works. I'm not a doctor and I've never worked in that industry. The same thing goes for finances, <laughs> I am a, as much of uh, a stickler for not spending money. That's what I do. I just don't spend money. That's how I uh, manage my finances. If I don't need it, I don't get it. And if I want it, I have to have enough money to get two of them before I buy it. Um, but so I figured I would bring in 
my good buddy, Daryl Hornbacher. He's from Minus Financial Company. Uh, he has actually a, a become a very good friend of mine. Another person out in Arizona. Arizona is where I, I grab all my experts, I guess. It's hot out there. It's uh, dry, and so that's where the brains grow best, I guess. But Daryl um, and I have had many, many conversations about the reality of capitalism uh, versus what the Democrats vilify, uh, saying that it's capitalism, about um, the way that the banks play with people's credit and things like that. And it's pretty fascinating when you start to look at – uh, the other things that these uh, Democrats were talking about in the debate the other night about the reality of what capitalism is, I think that it's a very necessary thing for the American people, liberal or conservative, to understand what capitalism is. So, Daryl, thanks for joining me. And uh, tell the American people, if you could, we've, we've discussed this several times, what actually is capitalism and why is it such an integral part of what this country is all about? Well, hey, Jonathan, thank you so much for having me on. But before I before I answer that question, I got a couple things to say. Number one, you like have fans everywhere. When every when all my buddies found out from coast to coast, I was going to be on the Sean Hannity radio program. They were all excited. And when I told them that you were interviewing me, there was a couple of them that I had no clue even knew who you were. And, and one of my buddies, um, Jim from Colorado was like, Oh my gosh, every time he fills in for David Webb or Andrew or whatever, I listen to every show. And I have another buddy of mine from Michigan that Danny, that he was like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're getting interviewed by, by this guy. So I'm like, I, I'm like, well, this guy's been at my house interviewed by me. From- you, I've, you've made me margaritas before that were amazing. <laughs> I know. Right. And you should, seen the clam chowder i made for the team this week you would have loved it but anyway that's another thing the second thing is let me put a caveat on my what i'm gonna how i'm gonna answer your question i i'm i'm a poor little guy that comes from rural michigan okay so so my idea of capitalism is on the street level i'm not a wall street guy i don't have a wharton mba any of that stuff this is street level experience that I've garnered over 15 years of running this company. And as you know, we've done okay. But here, I mean, this is really very simple. Liberals believe in the equality of outcome. Conservatives believe in the equality of opportunity. So if you think about that and, and, and take that statement in comparison to the debates, everybody else in those debates wanted to give something for free. That that's the at least the real far left liberal view, and they've basically overtaken the Democratic Party. Whereas conservatives, it, it doesn't matter what color you are, it doesn't matter what faith you are, it doesn't matter what your gender designation is. None of that stuff matters. All we want is to give you an equality of opportunity. Now, contrary to what the liberals will tell you, conservative opportunity is true opportunity where the liberal, from the liberal standpoint, they want everything to be great. They want everything to have, everyone to have the same thing, and they want Big Brother to control it all. Now, the... And I'll equality, uh, well, let me just say this, equality does not equal, does not is not the same as equal. 
you know, you can't say that opportunity is going to make when we give them opportunity, which you're saying that the uh, the conservatives in this country uh, and capitalism says you're going to have the the uh, opportunity to do these things, but you're not going to necessarily be equal. It's just like going out and sprinting. I may not be on the same uh, uh, status as somebody who's ran in the Olympics before. It's just not going to happen. I get that, but at the end of the day, everybody has the same opportunity. So equal equality, however you want to designate it, everybody has the exact opportunity. You know, I have people look at me, and I have I have very few liberal friends, but I, I have a few. And, and when they see what I do or what we have or, or how we truly enjoy our life, and, and they question that, I'm like, dude, when you're sleeping in on Sunday, and you've been at my house, so you know what I do. When you're sleeping in on Sunday, before I go to church, I'm up at 4.30 in the morning answering phone calls and emails and things like that. I don't need to do that, but guess what I do? Because I want something different, and I want my family to be different. Right. Now, the the other the other thing that that is different between liberals and conservatives when it comes to this stuff it, it, it boils down to three words trickle down economics have you ever known a liberal to agree with the trickle down theory no you haven't because it ruins their narrative of the big bad rich getting richer and the poor and dot downtrodden, getting poor. Now, I can tell you every time I leave my house and go to a gas station or, a, um, uh, or the grocery store or the restaurant, at least 100 people are the beneficiary of the money I spend when I leave my house. So how can you say that it doesn't work? Right. Right. That's the thing. Yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. When you're talking about trickle down, you're talking about you uh, have a service, people pay for that service, you become more wealthy, then you go out and you buy things, you spend your money, and it trickle, and that, that creates more and more jobs, the, the, uh, the trickle down wealth aspect of that. If you really look at it, and you know me, I'm a country boy from Michigan. Hello, Carol, Michigan out there. That's where I'm from. Um, I'm a country boy from Michigan, so I look at this stuff at the lowest level. I look at the Amer- the true American small business owner and what they do and, and, and what they contribute to this economy. And this is, this is pure capitalism at its finest when a guy like, I mean, you know, I, I spend my some of my money on dance lessons. You know, I mean, it just it, it it's it's pure capitalism from from the street level. Why has Wall Street moved so far left? That's one thing I think a lot of people can't understand. Now, now that we're understanding a little bit more about what the the reality is of true capitalism and how it's not actually evil. Um, why has if that's the case? Why has Wall Street moved so far left? You know, I. I and this is for me, so don't, this isn't, there's, there's nothing that, that I have to prove the statement I'm going to make. But you know what? When you've got to the point where you have so much that you can never, ever spend it, then obviously your point of view is going to change. And then you become, 
more of a person that, you know, I call it a Maoist syndrome. Do as I do, not or do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just the I don't know. I mean, you know, again, I'm, I'm a street-level guy. You know, we, we deal with the butcher and the baker and the candlestick maker and the dry cleaner. And, and you know, that's who we find money for. And, uh, uh, you know, those aren't typically guys you see on Wall Street. They service Wall Street, but they're not on Wall Street. Right, right. Um, I wanted to ask you real quick. We've got about four minutes left. Um, I want to ask you about uh, something that we've talked about before, which is uh, the banks and the credit uh, issues, because I think this is one of the things where people start to uh, when they, they start to accuse capitalism of being bad. This is one of the things where this may actually occur. Um, most people don't realize, first and foremost, that bad credit is not forever. And if you know the reality of the laws, you can uh, you can actually circumvent that. And, uh, and how much difference somebody who has a 500 and something credit score versus somebody who has a 700 credit score, how much they're spending a month. I mean, there's a lot. As you know, there's a lot of truckers that listen to this show. And I don't think yeah. they realize when it comes to refinancing their truck or actually buying their own truck, the reality of the game that's being played on them. Yeah, so here's the thing. So the credit bureaus are private private for-profit enterprises. Mm-hmm. They make money off of selling your information, your, you know, how much income you have, when was the last time you had a late payment, uh, anything and everything that data that can, that credit bureaus can, can find about you, they put a price on that information. The sad thing about it is that People with bad credit, their information is worth more than people with good credit for obvious reasons. But here, here's what really kills me with that situation is that if you have a 620 credit score versus a 720 credit score, you are paying on average $735 a month more in interest payments and insurance payments than your counterpart with a 720 credit score. So think about that. You've grown up, you've paid your bills on time, you've done everything you're supposed to do, and then one of life's evil nuances got a hold of you. You lost your job, you lost a spouse, you got sick, or you got divorced. One of those things, and none of those four things make you a bad person. They just make you a person that something bad happened to. But you can go out and commit a felony and go to state prison, and you can be out of prison faster committing an actual felony than if you go out and miss three or four payments or get a foreclosure or, or, or a charge off or a collection on your credit account, you're, you're, you're in credit prison for seven to 15 years. Wow. So think about that. And like I said, the difference, all of these people think about single mom out there that got a divorce and now has three kids in her custody and lives in a two bedroom apartment and hasn't been in the workforce for, I don't know, 10 years or more. She's got a college education, but that's all she's got. And her credit sucks because the bank, because, because of the divorce Mm -hmm. and, and now she needs to do something and she needs to get a job and imagine just car payments uh mortgages if she can get them right rent 
credit cards, any of that stuff. She and this is a person that can least afford it, but she's paying eighty eight hundred and twenty dollars a year more than her counterpart um, that's still married and hasn't had this malady hit her, uh, you know, in, an, in a year. So think about a woman that's, that is, or anybody for that matter, that is making forty grand a year after taxes. She yeah. got thirty-four grand a year, and now you take eighty-eight hundred and twenty dollars out of it, and she's got twenty-six grand a year. How yeah. do you raise three kids on that? Got to break it right there, my friend. Uh, listen, thank you very much, Daryl, uh, for coming in and explaining that. Um, for those of you who want more information about Daryl's company, it is uh, Midas Dash Financial Company. Uh, you can go look them up, and I'll put out the website and stuff here in just a minute. But go check them out and uh, and understand that, uh, if especially if you're you know if you're trying to make something to yourself and you have a family, this is stuff that you can concentrate on to get around this game that the bank plays. I think this, just like the healthcare issue that we we're talking about earlier, is is stuff that the left can play with, and quite often people have no idea the reality of what's going on. This is John the Gill and filling in for Sean Hannity on the Sean Hannity Radio Show, eight hundred. 9417326 the number we'll be right back. This is Jonathan Gilliman for Sean Hannity. The Sean Hannity Radio Show 800-941-7326. You know earlier when I was talking to Sergeant Derek Miller who spent uh, I think it was 8 years in uh, Leavenworth for something ridiculous. He promised the guys that when he got out, he would come back for them. And uh, this is, a, we're not talking about criminals. We're talking about uh, innocent men that have been convicted for these ridiculous things. Um, and so um, uh, looks like right now, breaking news that Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher was found not guilty of charges of murder and attempted murder. So I know that uh, Sergeant uh, Miller is going to be happy about that. Congratulations to my brother, Eddie Gallagher. But you can go to the Congressional Justice for Warriors Caucus. Uh, that's something that's been approved for all these other warriors to get Congress members on board. I can't help but think that this is going to help out tremendously in that. Congratulations once again, Eddie Gallagher, not guilty. Well, that was no surprise. I hope the, uh, I hope the prosecution goes and has a nice downer cup of coffee tonight and realizes that they lost. This John of the Gillum will be right back on the Sean Handy Radio Show, 800-941-7326. Go get my book, Sheep No More, The Art of Awareness and Attack Survival. We'll be right back. This is John of the Gillum back in from a good friend, Sean Hannity, on the Sean Hannity Radio Show all over the universe. And listen, I just wanted to mention, because I didn't get to give their uh, – websites out before we went off um daryl's website is go to midas.com you can spell that anyway because he owns all of them go to midas.com uh that's for uh, credit repair or loans or the truckers that are out there you'll be interested in this and also uh the doctor is summitmedpeds.com.com summitmedpeds.com uh both those guys are incredible professionals if you want to reach out to them for anything um you know before i go to my next guest uh, the beautiful Tracy Belmonte. I want to go to, uh, we have somebody here who actually has read the book, who called in and wanted to uh, t- talk about it. Dave in Texas. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, how you doing, Jonathan? What's Big going? fan of the book. Uh, Thank you. Just, I, I, I think the one thing that I'd like you to talk about and have correlates with uh, our, our president and his posture and how other co- countries and the bad guys see us. 
but just in general, how bad guys see you based on how you carry yourself. A lion's going to go after the the goat that's limping more than it will be the one that's out there doing jumping stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the bottom line for this, Dave, which you know uh, since you read it, is that it doesn't matter if we're talking about the president and how he uh, wants to uh, determine how the other countries look at us, or if you're a single mom and you want to determine uh, who would attack you, where it would happen, how they would carry it out, when it would happen, um, and why, you can actually literally determine all this stuff 100%. But you, you can't just say, I want to be more secure, so I'm going to get an alarm system. That's not the way it works. You, you have to learn all these different aspects of this so that you can determine um, the probability that it would happen. And you have to look at different your life in different sectors. Not every aspect of your life is the same. At work, it's different than when you're at home and your commute to home. Uh, or to work is different than your commute to go out at night to go and uh, have a dinner or, or go to a concert. So you've got to look at all these things in sectors and then determine what the possibility is. And then you can turn around and set up uh, realistic defenses. But uh, overall, uh, I got to go real quick. But overall, Dave, what do you think? Man, it's a great book. Uh, very, uh, very good refresher on situational awareness and uh, just being aware of your surroundings. And, uh, you know, it just reminded me like what I had to do when I went to Yellville since I was from flipping. I'd be aware of my surroundings. Yeah. yeah make sure the. Now I know who I'm talking to. You know, I grew up in Yellville as well, you know. Well, I grew up in flipping. So. Flipping. I, I, had, to, I had to be careful <laughs> when I was in flipping. The people don't realize we're talking about towns in Arkansas here. Yellville and flipping. We're not talking about coins, we're talking about uh, towns in Arkansas. Hey, listen, God bless you, brother, and uh, of course you're a great guy if you grew up in Flippin' or Yellville or any of these places. Uh, this is, um, I think, that towards the end of the show here, what I want to do is I want to wrap this up, and there's a reason why I brought Tracy Belmonte in. Uh, she is a 21-year teacher uh, in, a, in a liberal state in New York, um, and she has seen and understands the indoctrination that happens from a very young age. Uh, the reality is, and she can explain this better than I can, is that the stuff that you're seeing the media do in politics and the politicians themselves pushing that out to the American people, it is it starts at a very, very young age. But, Tracy, I don't think people realize how young. No, they, they don't, Jonathan. Look, are there some teachers that are consciously contriving this plan to push their left-wing ideology on students? Absolutely, 100 percent. But there are are many, many more teachers, millions of them that are doing it unconsciously, because what happens is ideologues and their left wing ideologues are the ones that are writing curriculum and lesson plans for teachers. Um, A lot of this gets endorsed by the unions at the national level, and they get paid off by George Soros and Mm MoveOn.org, those kind of organizations, pardon me, organizations. So those organizations actually do really exist. That's the other thing that I find with people is that they get, they think that when these things are reported over about George Soros and move on, they don't realize how uh, prevalent they are. Also with Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. I want, we're going to set up a little clip here. I want you to tell everybody about what this is, and this is, this just shows goes to show you how young they're starting and who actually makes this video series. Well, Planned Parenthood put out a video series, an educational guide that's used by educators all over, and it educates students from the ages of 4 to 17. 
on human sexuality. And uh, it's agenda-driven education, left-wing content. It normalizes gender as a social construct. It demonizes pro-life pregnancy centers. And it graphically teaches children about many sexual topics. If you look on amaze.org, you would never know that Planned Parenthood is behind this. Right, and these are actually shown in some schools. Yes, absolutely. And in fact, they have educators that have playlists that you can see on amaze.org that give validity that this is the greatest thing ever since Mm. sliced bread. Mm. Let's go ahead and play part of that. Is Alex a boy or a girl? Actually, Alex doesn't define themselves as boy or girl. What else is there? Back in your day, most people understood the world in terms of just boys and girls. But now, we know gender is more complex than that. Wait, aren't we just talking about whether you're born with a (laughs) or a (laughs) When you're born, your sex is assigned in a medical way. But the sex listed on your birth certificate may not necessarily match your gender identity. Gender identity is a person's inner experience of who they are in terms of gender. Their deep personal sense of being male, female, a blend of both, or neither. Okay, so... (laughs) It's hard to believe that that is actually being taught in schools, but it is actually being shown to people, young people as as young as how old? Four years old. Four years old. Mm -hmm. In public schools. And they say that children between ages of one and five, it's the smartest you'll ever be as a human. Oh, yeah. And you absorb this like a sponge. And this is this is. A pure classic indoctrination because indoctrination doesn't care about the truth. It cares about a certain truth. And the certain truth is liberal in nature. It's it's left-wing ideology. And it's normalizing that there are 50,000 genders, even though there's no science that backs that up. Right. So so we're talking about the kids. Mm -hmm. Are the teachers indoctrinated themselves? I think think we know the answer to that, but explain (laughs) to that. Oh, they certainly are. Only 27% of American school teachers identify themselves as Republican. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Most people don't realize that. And it does start on the college level. And when I was uh, getting teacher training, I remember that there were textbooks that taught me to um, get together with other like-minded teachers and align with certain political philosophies. It says this in the textbook. Wow. Yeah. So obviously I have an independent mind. I want to teach my children that that come into my classroom to think independently for themselves and to think critically and analytically, but that's not what they do nowadays. And the unions are, are just as bad in continuing that indoctrination. Absolutely. They're they're complicit. I mean, Common Core gets its roots from Stalinism. If we I mean, we really would need a whole show to go into that. Mm-hmm. But the root if you look at Stalin's philosophy and, and, and Obama and his common core and the way they both spoke about education coming from the top down, you wouldn't know who said what. In 2017, you were telling me that you got a, a magazine from your union. Describe mm-hmm. what was on the cover of that for everybody. Maybe you could put that up on Twitter so people could see Absolutely. It. it was from the American Federation of Teachers. It came to my home, and it was a bunch of teachers that were protesting Donald Trump's inauguration, holding signs that said Black Lives Matter, uh, trans people deserve love too, you know, yada, yada. The, you know, they were wearing all their little pink hats with the little cat ears. Right, right. And uh, yeah, this is what got sent to my house. This is what my union dues are paying for. Which explain that you try to get out of those union dues uh, for that particular thing uh, for vote. What is it called? It's well, vote cope. Yeah. When you're a new teacher, the union scares you and they say you have to vote the way we tell you to vote. Otherwise, you're not going to have a job. So listen to what we say. Mm -hmm. And we have this great program, vote cope. 
uh, that it's, it's going to ensure you uh, that you have job security for, for many, many years to come. Donate as much as you can to us. And what it is is a pack. It's a super PAC that goes to prop up candidates that you might not necessarily support like Hillary Clinton. Does the president, do you think the president can see this? What does he have to be educated on so that he can see this? I I believe that Donald Trump knows and President Trump is trying to return education to the local level where it belongs. Because what I'm learning or teaching in New York is not what I should necessarily be teaching in Arkansas. Education should be tailored at, at the local level and not the federal government. The federal government, it's illegal for them to write curriculum, but that's exactly what they did with Common Core. And they kind of snuck it in and skirted the laws and, and, and they got it through. Right. Now, and you're very passionate about that. I mean, you, you, you are very passionate about... Uh, empowering the children, and you believe that Common Core takes away from that empowerment and basically turns them into, I don't know if robots is the right word, but where they're not people who go out and actively learn. It's just about standardized testing and teaching to the test. And don't even get me started on what they did with the English language arts program, because they, they now put the emphasis on nonfiction reading, and they got rid of fiction books altogether. So there are some school districts in the United States that aren't even teaching classics like Shakespeare. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what what is the uh, the core uh, science and what is that called? The oh, thing? STEM. STEM. STEM, which is... Uh, oh, oh. Yeah. Why is that so important? Why is STEM so important? Well, it's, it's science, technology, engineering, and math, and it's being pushed uh, a lot um, since the Common Core came into existence. Mm-hmm. And I don't think necessarily that's the most important thing. Stalin was very big on STEM as well, Mm -hmm. like Obama. And the reason that they pushed it was because they thought that was the way to to get rich in their economy. And we know what they really wanted. They wanted to be the wealthy elites while the rest of us were peasants just toiling for them. Right, right. How much in 21 years uh, since you left college have you changed in the way you see this? And how much has it actually changed? As far as the indoctrination the, goes, the indoctrination. Oh, it's it's blatant now. They don't hide it anymore. Yeah. I have been in classrooms where they've shown propaganda films, Al Gore, The Inconvenient Truth, Fahrenheit 911. Right. This is propaganda. This right. is left wing propaganda. There is no place in schools for this this type of rubbish. And parents need to become very actively engaged. That's the question I want to have. We got about a minute and a half left. How how do parents so I asked you about President Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do parents see this? How do they not like you're saying that this may be that video that we played a clip from could be played in their school in their classroom? How do parents know this, and how do they tell their kids to stand against that? They have to be actively involved in their child's education. That's where it starts. The squeaky wheel gr- gets the grease, yeah. and if you don't don't just settle for the answer. What did you learn in school today? Nothing. No. Look at their notebooks. Look at their textbooks. Skim everything and anything you see that is not in line with your ideology. You get very loud and very vocal and always threaten a lawsuit. <laughs> and they all stand together on the left. That's the other thing that the parents need to be standing together on the right. You know, I was going to lead in with this. I was talking about the book and we had the caller um, security. Just real quick, uh, thirty second answer. Security in schools. Um, does it teach awareness or are they just teaching uh, overall just to be stagnant? They're teaching sit against the wall and be quiet. That's what they that's what they teach in that's schools. That's the tactics. Right. Yeah, yep. that's the tactics. See, that's where uh, it, the overall awareness training can come in handy because exactly what we're talking about, the parents 
uh, coming together, uh, people working together and understanding within awareness, it can be a force multiplier big time. Absolutely. Listen, thank you very much. Tracy Belmonte at Real Polita Diva on Twitter. They can find you. Yep. Also, uh, yeah, just on Twitter for now. Mm-hmm. You're gonna. I want you to put up a picture of that uh, Union magazine so people can see that. And, uh, folks, this is something that you can actually, again, everything we've been talking about today are things that you can actively stand against if you stand together. Would you not agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. This is John the Gill. I'm filming for my good buddy Sean Hannity on the Sean Hannity Radio Show. We'll be right back. Again, breaking news, Eddie Gallagher, a free man again, not guilty of killing an ISIS fighter. Can you believe that? A murder. We'll be right back. This is Jonathan Gillum for the final couple minutes here of the Sean Hannity Radio Show. Listen, I want to leave you all with this. This is probably the most important thing that I will have said all day long. I want to reiterate that you are responsible for what happens in this in this country. If there is, and there is, a leftist subversive movement going on in this country, you can call it communist, globalist, socialist, it doesn't matter. What it ends up being is where the uh, power brokers are in charge of everything, and the middle class and the freedom that this country thrives on will be diminished to a point where you have to take handouts. That is what's happening around the world. I don't know why people can't understand it and get it through their thick heads that it's happening here as well. It's happening. And the only way to combat that is the only, it's the same as the way you're going to combat uh, against attackers that may come into your home or your city or your business is if you increase your awareness of what's actually going on and you stand together. The American people and what the founding fathers gave them is an amazing thing. It's called freedom, but freedom is fragile. And those that fight for it overseas and abroad and those law enforcement agents that are here inside the United States, they can't do it alone. Politicians tell them who to fight, but guess what? Politicians cannot tell you who to fight. But if you're smart enough and you're educated enough and you go out and you have an understanding, a proper understanding of who the enemies are, you will be able to see what's going on and stand together. Go get my book, Sheep No More, The Art of Awareness and Attack Survival. It's got two workbooks that come with it now. I can guarantee you it will increase your awareness and make you a safer American, a more aware American. And remember, wherever you see my face, the truth has arrived.